Good morning. Welcome to the Bond Sunday Morning Services. Thank you so much for being with me. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. You can get involved by calling 1-800-411-2663, 800-411-BOND. You can also email me, church at bondinfo.org, church at bondinfo.org, and put your name in town, name in town, and I can respond today, if you like. And good morning, everybody here again. Good morning. morning. How y'all? Good. All is well? Y'all don't look like it. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. That's good. Um, Any questions or comments before I get rolling? Okay, so you came today just to hear from the preacher. All right, whatever. Um... You heard about the shooting that happened in, what was it? Connecticut. Connecticut. Connecticut with the, uh, at the school, right? Everybody heard about that. It happened as we, some guy went into a, a school and killed 20 children between the ages of six and seven, went into their classroom and just killed them. And also he shot and killed, I think, six women that work at the school as well including the principal. And according to the report, prior to going to the school, he shot, according to reports I heard, his mother directly in the face uh, at, at home before he left home. And then the story that I heard this morning is that he, when he realized the police officers had entered into the school, he shot and killed himself. And so there's a lot of talk going on about that now. And uh, so I want to find out, anybody want to talk about that or get anything off your chest about it or any comments on that at all? Nobody. So you guys don't care about that? You don't have to if you don't want to. But I just want to give you a chance to, you know, get it off your chest, to get some feedback about it, see what you are thinking about it. All right. Yes, sir. Um, I, I was uh, just thinking that um, that they're happening more often, and, and I try to think back, and I, I hear uh, I'm relatively young, so I don't know if they were having these in the 50s and 40s. Uh, and I doubt it, and I can't help but to attribute a, a lot of this not only to the decay of morality and, uh, you know, and just being obedient to God, but the pharmaceutical companies. I suspect that this guy may have been under some type of uh, uh, of, of drug, uh, as most uh, of them today are, uh, pharmaceutical drugs, uh, and uh, that leads me to believe, you know, that uh, we're, the pharmaceutical companies are really doing what they can to take people away from um, God answering and solving their their their, their problems, and uh, I just see that. That you know, because a lot of these people that create these things, they even they give you. I mean, disclaimers uh, that they give you uh, with, with drugs themselves. I mean, are just incredible. Well, they tell yeah, they tell you uh, if you're depressed, take whatever, and then the effect is you're going to have a heart attack, blood pressure, you're going to kill your liver, you may faint and whatever. But yet the people take them. Who do you so you who do you blame for what happened in Connecticut at the school? Well. You blame the drug company? I think that, well, I mean, he was an instrument of the devil. 
Um, but uh, I, I do blame society and how um, we uh, uh, are atheistic. The medical, the, the medical, um, I blame more the medical um, organizations, and uh, because I think that uh, that they have absolutely no belief uh, in in God, and to them we're all chemistry. To, to them we're all biology. So um, you know, it's these. I've heard many cases of people who are very repressed who are given drugs. We have psychotic episodes, and the, the, you know the, the doctors are telling themselves you may ha- have suicidal tendencies if you take right. this drug. So, so, so you so blame that, the you blame the drug company? Uh, p- partly, yes. Well, ultimately, we blame the, the devil, you know. But uh, um, I think that the the the, uh, the medical and science, medical science, is, is just is uh, a, a, a well, okay. strong authority All right. in, in convincing people. Yes, sir. Yeah. Hold on one minute, John. Uh, school shootings. This is by golly not the first school shooting that took place, and there has been a number of uh, shootings, schools yeah. or universities. And uh, who do you blame? Blame? Uh, <laughs> that's uh, blame. Um, um, a lot of it that the gentleman right behind me said. In addition to that, the, the people that were close to the the shooter. Uh, they should have seen something, you know. They should have seen something that there's something wrong here with this young man, and uh, I don't know if he had anybody that's close to him. But what I wanted to say is, uh, so, so you blame the farm, the uh, drug no, companies? N- not necessarily. No. Who do you blame? That's who he blamed. So yeah, he right. You agree with right. Him. I mean, you know, there's nobody out there forcing anybody to take any drugs. So who as do you far blame? As I know. I mean, you know. Obviously, it was a, an act of evil. There's no que- no question about it. The young man was uh, obviously totally influenced by evil to commit such a, a, a horrific uh, crime or tragedy. So you blame evil? Yes, uh, and well, not only not only evil. In, in other Who words, you know, oh, you know what? <laughs> the interesting part is, uh, you know, we we say here that we blame evil, uh, but. I would say a great part of our society, they, they don't see that at all. They don't, do not see that evil is at work here. They do not see it at all. But what I really wanted to say, you're leading me off by just asking me a question. <laughs> what, what I, no, what I really wanted to say is this is not the first school shooting. And when you shoot uh, 26 people, okay, that takes, that takes a while. If, if the school, you know, the situation being what it is, Rather than having gun control, is I think that the, that the people in the school should have guns. They should have guns. They really should because, you know, in, in other words, uh, shootings like this probably could have been avoided or minimized, greatly minimized. If the yeah. teacher had had a gun? Yes, oh, absolutely. Okay. So, and Like, for instance, especially the, the University uh, of Virginia, I believe right. it was, you know, this guy also shot more than 20 people. I mean, that, that, that takes a while, and there are a whole bunch of people on campus, right. you know. Only, only would take, you know, one or two or three, whatever number of people, if they would have guns on them, they could shoot the shooter right there, and, and, and the problem could be minimized. Not only that, maybe these people that come to the campuses would have second thoughts if they knew that, you know, that the, if the faculty there is, is, you know, has weapons. Okay. You see? That's what I want to say. Yeah. Did you have your hand? Yes, I did. Yeah. Who do you blame? 
let's get one thing straight. The per, uh, it was the individuals that were responsible for shooting. Uh, shoe. It's a free uh, free agent of whoever, of whoever he chooses. It's his. It was his respons- uh, responsibility to say no, uh, no to find the strength to say no to himself and right. deal with his situation. So you blame the, the guy that did it? Yeah. Uh, yes. Because uh-huh. even though Satan, even though he may be an agent of Satan, he was a free agent of whoever. Uh, free agent. He had free course to make a cho- uh, choice, or at least say uh, draw a line within himself. But he couldn't find that moral comp- okay. compass. Yes, sir. Right here. I, I think that this is um, it's not the first time that it's happened. It's not the last time it happened. But I think that there's a great deal uh, of evil um, fermenting in many, many homes, and it's just not on the surface. And the only time we really get the chance to see it or acknowledge it is when it comes out like this. Yeah. Um, Who do you blame for this? Who do I blame? The incident there this week. I, I think it's I could blame the structure of our society all the way down to his family structure or the lack thereof. Uh, there's, there's, uh, things are just, um, spiraling in a certain direction and it's just not good. Okay. So you blame society, the structure structure. structure of society, the structure and his family and his family. Yes. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Um, I really think it's, uh, because the parents don't raise their kids as they're supposed to, because I think the kids come out as empty barrels. What parents put in there, that's what grows there. I think because lack of family, because I heard his father was somewhere else, the parents weren't together. Yeah, they can be, the parents that, the fact that the parents are not together, that can be such a big problem for the kid. That can be a huge. And I think this deal. guy was twenty two or twenty three or something. Twenty. Oh, okay. All right. When you first heard about it, what was your first impression? When, you, when the news first broke, or when you first heard about it? Um, I was sad. My heart was really going out. I started crying, but because I started feeling that if it was my kid, I I just wouldn't be able to do anything. Yeah, no. Nothing, nothing you can do, like really. Can you imagine getting up in the morning and sending the kids off to school? That's what I Especially little kids like that. You think, it's not like you send your, husband's off, your husband or, or your wife or an adult. Mm-hmm. You never expect something like that to happen to kids that young. And especially that many in one place. Yeah. And yeah. I heard one kid got two gunshots. Every kid got two gunshots. Right, I heard that too. One. I mean, yeah. that's insane. That really should take long time to do. Yeah, but they did say that every child had more than one bullet, one shot. That's, that's amazing, huh? Yeah. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, my own personal opinion is um, societies. I blame the federal government on this because they don't. Um, they're taking so much control on how you can raise your own children nowadays. I mean, they got your hands tied, but you can't even spank your child. They take God out of the schoolroom, out of all government, and uh, it's just people are getting mad. Um, 
it's it's a scary time in society. Yeah. Uh, and it's going to happen more and more. As you can see, back when Christ was in the schools, you didn't have all this. Now kids are getting access to guns. It's easier to get all this kind of stuff. Uh, they're putting the money to, to educate these children in the wrong spots. Uh, they want to control everything. Um, yet it's okay for them when these kids get in trouble with the law for them to beat them down. But we can't prevent that. Yeah, so you blame the government? I blame the federal government all the way on this. And, oh, okay. Um, that's my own personal opinion. When you heard about it, how, what impression it gave you? How were you affected? I was very saddened because I have grandchildren. Um, and it's hard for me to think of my daughter dropping off my grandkids and saying goodbye to them. Um, it's, uh, I don't know, I think uh, this this whole uh, government right now, the way it's been the last eight hours, I'm totally disappointed in. Um, now they, got, they want... Um, two husbands or two women to be the head of the household. Yeah. I mean, look at the direction. How's that going to work? Right. That's not okay. what God's plan was. So you, you blame the government? I sure do. Okay. Yes, sir. I haven't researched this last um, incidents because I'm kind of, uh, I, mean, I know what happened. Obviously, I want to pray for the families. But as I'm hearing from what everyone's saying here, there's uh, a 22-year-old, and all the shooters are... When the guy was 20, I'm told now, right? Yeah, all the shooters are are university age. Whether they've gone to a university, most of them have gone to a university or are from a university. All of the murders, killers, you know, there was the one in the laboratory. They put the woman in the wall. He worked in the laboratory. And all of them are from the university. And the university is... Is taking God out of, 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 uh, of, um, you know, all of life through through science, and and like today they're having a they're streaming from Caltech. Caltech is a you know notable university in science, leading in science above Harvard or any other school, MIT, and they're talking about the moral molecule. With that, there's a molecule that would that that defines how good or bad you are. Now, oh, yeah. if you look into the science of this, it's BS. <laughs> it's BS. It's not linked to anything that's reasonable. But so you because blame- you're not a scientist, you cannot debate these people because they're using terminology that's over their, over your head. But they're just evil, and they're not telling the truth. And so you blame the universities? I blame the universities, yeah. When you heard about it, how were you impacted? Or if you... Were you I I think that it was horribly horribly uh, depressing and uh, and uh, sickening, uh, but I I couldn't do nothing but pray for the people. I didn't research the details or anything like that because it's okay. It's too much too right. too too much stuff going on right there. Yes, ma'am. When you heard about it, I mean, let me first ask: Who do you blame for that incident, that shooting in uh, Connecticut? My thoughts didn't go to blame. My thoughts just went to sadness and um, just how I would feel if I was a parent of those children. But until this morning, I really hadn't thought about blame. Oh, okay. Um, You mean before, until now being here? Right, until now being here. Yeah, they need you to hold the mic a little closer to you. Uh, Is the mic working well, Doc? 
All right, but no problem with the mic itself, right? Okay, go ahead. Now that, have you had a moment to think about it? Is the blame to go to anyone? Um, I think society is, is really, I guess society is who I would blame. I, I think that we're moving farther away from God and that families aren't looking to God for the solutions. So yeah. it's a failure of reaching out to God. And I just think there's a lot of mental illness, and I, I don't really know why there yeah, is so Yeah, everybody much. crazy. There are more mental ill folks in the world today than I've ever seen. You'd be surprised. You could be sitting right next to a crazy person. <laughs> you could be walking in the supermarket and the person, the, way, the, the checkout stand, and the, the person checking you out is crazy. And the number of people on medication is mind-blowing. <laughs> Everybody and their mama on drugs trying to depress drugs or whatever they call them. Um, let me ask uh, you, you say the people are taking God out, and, and you believe that is because that's one of the reasons. Why are people allowing God to be removed if we believe that that is one of the primary reasons? How come they are able to just take God out of our lives without a fight? That's a hard question. Um, I think that, uh, honestly, I think that TV and movies have a lot to do with it. I think people are, are allowing themselves to look at their role models as movie stars. And yeah. movie stars don't give you a very good role model to right. deal with. They don't, they don't look to God in the Bible as to what's right. They look to how people look in Hollywood and athletes. And I think they're choosing the wrong people as their models. Yeah. There is a new Bible coming out. I talked about this on my radio show. You know, I have the King James Version. It's now Queen, the Queen the Queen James Bible is coming out because they want to take out this notion that God is against same-sex marriage and homosexuality and stuff. And so they're writing a brand new Bible called the Queen's James Version. So it's going to be interesting. <laughs> and just imagine you're going to have a generation of kids growing up reading that version of the Bible. Amazing. Yes, Tay. <laughs> Who is to blame? <laughs> I am, I am. Um, you know, I don't know what went on in that household, but my gut is telling me the parents had a, it, it's probably 100% to blame. 100%? Mm-hmm. And why? Um, because this guy is 20 years old. He's 20, but, you know, this may have started when he was five. I don't know. Right. I mean, it's just, you know, the... The, the what the, the nail that broke the camel's back that that could have set him off. I thought it was a off. straw. Oh, sorry. It could be a nail nowadays. <laughs> Whatever it was, it made him yeah. kill a lot of people. <laughs> it could have been a nail nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. So I mean, I've been hearing, I've been watching the coverage about it, and little things have been coming out about the mother and the father. So. 
that's 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 where I'm putting the blame. How, did it impact you when you first heard it? You have kids. Yeah. In what way? Um, at first, I was angry. I was mad. And what were you mad sadness. about? I was just mad that that people could do this, and and I don't know, just that it was done. Yeah. You're mad at the shooter. Yeah. Are you over that now? I'm over that now. I'm just sad. Yeah. Yeah, that's a terrible thing. That's for sure. It's mind-blowing. You don't wake up in the morning and think this is what the news is going to be about. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you blame the parents. I blame the parents. Oh, okay. All right. Who do you blame? Or do you, yeah, who do you blame? Um, You know, I I agree with Tay. I I think that, you know, when I saw it, uh, it was very sad to see it happen. Um, But you see the picture of the kid, and and he, he was a wimpy little kid. And, you know, you knew that somebody had done a number on him to get him in a state of mind that he did what he did. Uh, I can't say 100% that that was his parents. Um, I think a lot of the answers that I've heard this morning are, are close to probably accurate. I think that if you look at the incidences of things like this happening, um, it is a reflection that God has been taken out of this country and people are losing their minds. Um, and so why are people allowing God to just be taken away? Why is there not a fight? If that's true, why isn't there a fight to present, prevent God from being removed? Well, I think there is a fight going on right Where? now. Where? You're not fighting? I mean, you take more than me. Well, there's other, there are other people other than you out there fighting. I, I'm, we're not winning. Okay, that's one thing is winning. That's, are you talking about winning or are you talking about fighting? Fighting. Okay, well, people are fighting out there. You're to not the keep only. God from being removed? You're, you're not the only one. And there are other people doing it? You don't see it out there? No, I'm asking you. You're saying that there I'm, are I'm others. I'm telling so you there are. I keep I'm saying that we're fighting. What, I'm asking you for the proof. I just said they're fighting <laughs> other than you. you, you what, like, what do you like want who? me to do? Give me an example of someone Sean else. Sean Hannity. Oh, okay. That's all I asked. Okay, I didn't know. Okay. <laughs> Mary, <laughs> who's to blame for this? Well... It is the blame of, of of our society and the fact that we have gone so far from the Judeo Christian basis of our of our lives. And so, why have we done that? Uh, because of basically because of selfishness. Because people don't want to be accountable for anything. They want everything, but they don't want to have to face the fact that they contributed something wrong. And so we allowing this to happen because people are selfish? Well, that's one of the reasons. But, I mean, even, uh, you know, parents that raise their kids um, in, a, in a moral fashion, once they get away from home, a lot of them just go crazy because they never really got a foundation. They just get, I don't know. They, because even though they go to church and the churches are not really uh, good sources of morality now so therefore they learn something but they don't they don't live what they learn right and people in general don't and so and of course the more you get towards well you it's not really your fault you know so they just go crazy how were you affected by when you first heard the news well i just thought how sad another one 
because because you can't, I mean, there's no way to control people or how they think or what they do or you can't control guns no matter what they say. You can't because if people want to do wrong things and the guy is just, he's, he's possessed, right? Because he doesn't, if he, if he knew better, he wouldn't do that. Now that you know the extent of it, that 20 children between the ages of six and seven were shot more than once. Right. And six women, I believe, right? Six women. Oh, six women? Yeah. Was the principal a woman? The pr- yes. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so he just has a hatred of women. And I, I don't know, just by when I heard... The fact that they said in his room at home, it was just immaculate. So everything was so precise and so in order. Oh, yeah? Yes. His room was neat? His room was neat and immaculate. Uh, uh, next time I go was, to a male's was, house and the room is neat? Right. <laughs> That's no. my sign to get out of there. <laughs> well, it's not, it's not that. It's just the fact that... No, men are not neat. No, but obviously his... <laughs> unless so unless means, they're crazy. I know. So that means he's... he's <laughs> Well, yeah, he's crazy, but probably, and not only that, he's 20, he's still living at home. He well, we have a clue now. If he's neat, there's a problem. No, that's not the <laughs> clue. It's like, you know that men are not generally neat. Right. And so the pressure on him has to be so tremendous from his mom to, you know, you better do you better do that. You, you know, those kind of things that just... just infuriate you. To try to be perfect. Yeah, and I mean, he doesn't have a choice. It's like, you're living in my house. You better, you know, those kind of horrible things that make people just snap. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why, I, I mean, I don't know why he he killed her first and then he had to go over to the school. Yeah, I would think about that. If he hated his mother, yes. why not just kill mama and go sit down? Right, or you just know, kill mama. Why don't you get into your car, drive over to the school, and kill the kids right. where she worked at, you know, where she worked. Too. You would think that he just wanted to kill mama. I would really love to know exactly what that motive was. I what know. connection did he have with mama and the school the and that he drove to school and right. killed the kids. Killed the kids. And then killed six women behind it. Right. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's- and then while he's driving over there, I wonder what he's thinking. Because you got time to think now about what you've done to mama. Right. You know, you're driving. Because a lot of times we do things and we don't think about it until, you know, we do it. And then after it's over with, we think, wow, how in the world did I do that, right? And so I wonder how, how come he didn't get into some type of logical thinking between the home and the school. And they say he broke into the school. Yeah, right. So he must really been enraged in order to go and break into the school. But it wasn't, I thought they said it was a pre-planned. This was like... I don't know. The details are still coming out. Still coming out. And so we don't, at this point, I don't know all the details yet. It's really, really... But when I heard that, though, I thought, wow, that is so interesting Mm -hmm. that he drove from the school, home to school and didn't calm down or anything. And then he went in there and just really did the damage that he did. And who, they caught someone else, right? I don't know. No. So far, just him. When when the news first broke, they they were saying that he had killed his father, who lives in another town, and they thought he had killed some girl or his girlfriend or something, somebody. But none of that is true. 
their father's fine, their brother's fine. It wasn't, and then they thought it was the brother instead of the guy that really did it. The older brother instead right, of the right. younger brother. Well, so, they thought they might have been together in cahoots or something. Right. So that's why you have to wait until this stuff unfolds, all the information is out, before you can really get a better understanding right. of what went on. It's really, really, really sad. It is. Let me go here. And then I'll take you, Frankie. Um, who do you blame? I blame primarily, I mean, because he's so young. You know, he was 20. That's practically two years out of leaving the home. And for him to have that much anger already, that the world didn't put that in there. That was what he was brought up with. When they say he was living with his mother. Right. So I primarily blame her. And then, of course, the father for not taking care of business at home, you know, let, letting her destroy him. And, uh, but I thought... When I mean, you first my, heard it, how, did it impact you? Yeah, my first reaction was, I wish I could chase him into hell and, and give him hell. Well, don't worry, you may get a chance. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> but, um, since you, you know... Since it, you want to be Christ. No, I know. It says in the, in the good book, Vengeance is Mine. But, you know, there's just that. <laughs> so if I were you, I would. stayed around so we could at least. If I were you, I would uh, tell God you were just playing. Because you're justified by your words. You're condemned by them. Okay. So I would go back and say, Lord, Lord I was just playing. I don't want to go to hell to get this man. <laughs> no, I know. I realized that was a, just a, a, a thought of um, retribution. I bet your ego felt good when you said that to her. Yeah, I'll go to hell and kill him. Yeah, I mean, felt- no, I actually, I actually, um, <laughs> you know, was mournful that we couldn't do anything back to him. You know, these people, they commit these heinous crimes, but the worst we could do anyway is kill him. But he did when to they- himself what he did to others. Yep. So I realized, though, um, after I calmed down about it, that there's no logic. You know, when you say you have time to think about it when he was driving over there? Yes. Well, you go shoot your mother in the face and, you know, yeah, kill so her. Why and, didn't he kill himself after that? Right. Because he was possessed of another will. And it doesn't matter what logic or what, what insight you may have on the drive over or you're going to do what you're going to do because you're possessed of another will. I know, but sometimes when you do bad stuff after it's over, you have a moment to think about it. Like, what have I done? You know what I'm saying? And you can't believe that you did it. You don't get into your car. Well, I've heard of cases like this because there was some woman in the military or something who drove from one state to another oh, yeah, one. That's right. To kill, to kill somebody, right? Her. And kill another lady by over a man or something. So I guess, I guess you can't be. Yeah, it's not a matter of will or logic yeah. or reflection. When you are doing things that's why first degree murder is is something that you've contemplated you know so you've had plenty of time to think of it the good the bad yeah. of, of what you're doing yeah i guess you could and be possessed even so after that's what i consider a long time. demonic okay. possession and so you blame who i blame the parents for opening him up to demonic possession you blame the parent for opening him up for okay <laughs> Yeah. Whatever. That's, that's, but that's you don't what, know one hundred percent sure that the parents did it. Like I said, he's only like twenty years old, two years out of out of home. 
So I, I don't think he could have picked all that up in two years. Okay. All right. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, I thought it was a very tragic uh, moment, you know, very tragic thing. How were you impacted? Uh, I wasn't. It was just, just a little saddened and angered about it. And, and what were you angry about? Um, the, senselessness of, the senselessness of it. The, uh, the, the little children were, were killed for, for no reason, for somebody's anger. Um, and who do you blame? I blame first the, uh, the individual. Then I blame uh, whoever raised them. And then uh, I blame... Uh, is an example for why there's no uh, religion in schools anymore. Um, so you blame the schools, sir? Well, uh, I don't know. Who do you blame for not being able to read the Bible in the school? You blame us, me, or the schools, or I don't know who you blame for that. But uh, I, I think that's one example of, of that. Oh, okay. And the reason the reason he uh, went to the schools, he uh, he went everywhere and shot everybody that hurt him. Um, but the kid didn't hurt him. The school itself was, was the source of the trauma. Well, when that, when everybody was he a that, student at that school at some point? Well, no, it's just, it's just symbolic. Oh. The, the students, this is where he was tormented as a child. He shot the principal. He shot the counselor. These are all the people that have contacts with kids. And, uh, I think I he shot the nurse, too. The school nurse, I believe, so I heard. All those people that were in authority uh, that were um, that would take care of kids if if he was a bad kid or if he was pressured, uh, because evidently only angry people do stuff like this. Angry, resentful people. Happy people do not kill uh, parents and, and children. Angry people do those kind of things. Okay. And so the the school itself is a play, a source of trauma. That's why he didn't go to the mall or to uh, Disneyland where there are kids and it's a happy place. He went to the place where, he, where, where pain was, was, he was associated with pain, okay. uh, like, like the school. So. Um, yes. I don't know if anybody else said it, but last, last night on Fox News, they said he was homeschooled. I don't know if anybody oh, okay. heard that or not. So, so what, what I think happened... So it wasn't a school, uh-huh. But his mom worked there. Right? Oh, Maybe mom brought the school home. And I think I think he pro- something about his mom being a fraud, and what she presented at school was one thing to the world, and he knew differently at home. And I think that the, the, there is a logic. I mean, I, obviously he had something possessing him, but there there was logic to, to that move of him killing his mom, going to school, and killing all those kids in other individuals that worked at the school and it had everything to do with his mom. And okay. I think it had wrapped around what she really wasn't and what she pretended to be. So you blame the mother? No, I, I, don't, I don't blame her. I, I'm, I'm just telling you what happened, what I think happened. Okay. Um, who do you blame, Jesse, and how did you feel? <laughs> um, I thought about this and, you know, I kind of really wanted to watch it before I, because I know how the mind can always come up with all kinds of uh, answers, and especially, especially answers that we have learned, because we've learned about stuff too, and we can just, our mind naturally associate every situation with what we learn. And I noticed that right away, my mind wanted to talk to me about 
what that was. One thing I noticed about life now, about myself, and I'm learning to do this, is that I'm becoming more and more, and it's because I'm practicing doing it, I'm paying more and more attention to how my mind operates and how often it tries to give me information on everything. Right away, it just come in with information. And 99.999.99, not all the time, but 99.9% of the time, the information is not true. What, you know, what my mind is telling me about the situation. For example, I got a phone call this morning around, it was on my cell, and I think it was around 6 o'clock my time. And I looked at the phone, and I noticed that it was my cousin, one of my cousins calling me, right, from Indiana. And right away, uh, my mind, the thought said, oh, somebody that died in the family. It, it, <laughs> something, and I just paid attention to that. Uh, and so I, I waited until she hung up. And I, but I wanted to see all the suggestions that my mind was going to tell me about a phone call, right? It said that um, somebody died in the family. That's why she calls her early in the morning. Or her husband beat her up or something. You know, it would give me all these things. And so I listened to the call and the call and what she said on the message. Oh, I was just thinking of you. And I thought I'd just call to see how you were doing. That's all the message was about. And then she hung up. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) But my mind gave me all these other suggestions about what the call was about. See, Satan is a liar. We, We talked about this last Sunday. And in him, he just of lies. His whole nature is just about lies. And he can work on your imagination with lies that seem like it could be the truth. And you got to really start paying attention to that. Another thing that happened this weekend to me that I thought was very interesting. I got up, um, as I normally do, I got up early Saturday morning and I did my prayer. And then I had to go outside and talk to the gardener or somebody came up. And I went back and got back in bed because it, it wasn't 10 a.m. yet. And I wanted to sleep until 10. And, and when I went to sleep, I fell into an unconscious state in that I started having all these dreams, just all crazy, nothing dreams, right? And it looked like every time I go back to bed when I meditate, when I pray, that happens to me. And I don't, it happened to you too, sir? Yeah, I know it doesn't happen at night because I don't get up after I pray. I go to sleep, right? But if I get up in the morning and do my prayer and then go back to bed, I fall into these crazy dreams. So I'm laying there sleeping, and I'm having all these weird dreams and just about everything. But I said to myself in my sleep while I'm sleeping, I, I'm in, I said, I'm in an unconscious state right now. I said, this is not real. This is, un, you know, I've fallen into an unconscious state. And I said, wow, look at all these dreams I'm having. And I said, this is what happens when I'm awake. It just doesn't have as much control over me. I'm having this conversation in my sleep. So I was conscious enough, I guess, to know that at least I had fallen into an unconscious state while I was sleeping, to the point that I literally talked to myself about it. Ain't that deep? There's something else about being still and knowing the truth and really paying attention to the not you. I'm, I'm learning that 
if we can just understand ourselves so we, can un- we will understand life, and then everything else will be made clear to us. The most important thing that you can do, the number one thing, is to know thyself. And you'll see how evil is working and good is working as well, but how evil really wants to control you. And it controls you through your mind. It really, really, really does. That's why God said that we should bring every thought into captivity. Every thought into captivity. When I, uh, do we have a call or something? Oh, okay. This is from Nancy at Grants Pass, Oregon. She said the uh, young man apparently was not homeschooled until the 10th grade when his mother had disagreements with the school about how they were handling him. Oh, okay. So it seems that he did go to public school until the 10th grade. Okay. So you may be right, Bernie. Uh, thank you, Nancy. I appreciate that. Um, and so I want you to... Um, Really, really seek first the kingdom. And the way you seek the kingdom is to know thyself. God is in us. He's with us, right? But you really, really need to start paying attention to what you think. And in every given situation, so you can bring those thoughts into captivity. Because it's amazing. That's why I said I wanted you, uh, uh, last week I asked you to spend more time alone, not with the radio, not with friends, just be by yourself, and, and you would see how busy your thoughts become when you're alone. You think about all the bad things you have done. You think about all the bad things people have done to you. You want to call your daddy, your mama, your, the people you hate. I mean, it just will not calm down. But if, if you could just watch that, then you'll start to get better because you're guided by what is right. All right? Um, I, when I heard about the situation, uh, it, was, it, it, it is sad. I think the thing, the thing that saddened me the most about it is that he went into a school and killed little kids like that, you know, six and seven years old. And those little kids, as far as I know, haven't done anything to anybody, you know. And I'm thinking this guy must really have some issues that he would literally drive that far and go into a classroom, and I think maybe two classrooms, and just deliberately kill kids like that. And so something had to have happened to him, as, as all of you have said, as he was growing up. Something went wrong somewhere that wasn't dealt with. And, and then I realized when I heard that his family was divorced, then that just added to it too. Because the worst thing that can happen to a child is to grow up without their fathers. It's really the worst thing that can happen to you. And even if the father is in the home, but he is not the proper kind of father, loving what's right, putting God first, you know, guiding his family spiritually, it's still like not having a father. And so the fact that they were divorced like that uh, is a problem. And, and, and the reason I recognize that, first in my own life, but secondly, I saw what happened to the black community once the fathers were taken away from their homes or volunteered to leave or however they left, every moral value and the unity of the family and the community fell apart. It just all went to the wayside. It just not existed anymore. Whereas when I was growing up, it was there. When that father and mother were together, uh, the grandparents were around, 
we were the neighbors. We were, you know, pretty much close to them as well. But the moment they removed that father, they allow Satan to come in and bring nothing but destruction. Because the father does represent Christ on earth. He represents God on earth. He, is, and he has authority over Satan. He really, really does. But when you break that authority, there's nothing there to stop Satan. There's nothing there to stop him. And it's been interesting for me to get feedback on it. I went to the gym that day and some black guy telling me, oh, it's the gun fault. We really need to ban all guns right now. He called himself a prophet. He really does. And he was saying that we really need to. I said, but man, if they took all the guns, I could pick a stick up and kill you. A rock. The couch. I could throw hot water on you. It doesn't make sense. Oh, yes, it does. You got to ban all guns. And so I said to him, do you ever listen to yourself when you're speaking? (laughs) Do you ever pay attention? Because it looks like some people don't pay attention to themselves as they're speaking. Have you ever noticed that? They do not. They just say stuff and don't even pay attention to what they're saying. And it's so crazy, but they're so convinced. Um, and John, you spoke about how this has happened at other schools. You notice how uh, every time it happens now, it's worse than the last time it happened. You know, it's worse. It's getting worse. To attack the kids is an indication that it's getting worse. This man didn't just go after the adults. He went after innocent little children. And so the Columbine, and that's what it's called? Remember that shooting? Yeah. That was bad. We thought that that was bad. You know, like, oh, that's awful. That's awful. But we never imagined that we, we would see this. I can assure you that if we don't bring men and turn them back to God and unite that family where fathers and mothers are working together to spiritually guide and protect their children, you haven't seen anything yet. You have not seen anything it's not going to get better. It, because, yes, the schools have done what they've done. The public schools have taken God out of the you know, public square there. But it's the parents' fault for keep sending their children to the godless schools. You know Christ is not there. And you know if Christ is not there, evil is there. Why do you wake up every morning and send your children to hell like that? You know, I'm, I'm wondering about this. Why do you do that? You know what I'm saying? You, you say, oh, Satan is in this room, but I'm going to send my child anyway. I'm not understanding that. What do you expect to come out of hell? If God, I mean, look at how, this is why, so again, why it's so important to get to know your own life. Because notice how when God is not guiding you, look how many mistakes you make. Look how you screw up with everything. We all do. So it's no different out there than it is with us. Why do parents continue to send their kids to the public schools and just complain about it if you know God's been taken out? You know what I'm saying? I would not send my child, find some kind of way to not send my kids to a godless place. But in order for that to happen, you got to have two parents working together so that the mother doesn't have to go out and work and try to raise kids. It's hard on a mother to try to run a school at home and have to go work too. You know what I'm saying? 
It's hard enough just raising the kids without having a job. But if both got to go to work or doing it for whatever ego reason they're doing it, because most of the time when both parents are working, it's not like they have to be working. They're doing it because the woman is trying to be the man and this competition's going on, or they're trying to buy all these automobiles and have a fancy house and all that kind of crap. And a lot of time it doesn't have to happen. But unless we rebuild that family so mothers can stay home with their children, fathers can go out and work, and the parents work together, it's going to get worse. It's going to get, there's nothing, you can take all the guns away, you can take all the whatever, the whatever, the whatever away. You can't stop evil until you operate from good. Evil is not a, a material thing. You can't stop it by banning guns. You can't stop it by passing more laws. You got to stop it with the order of God. Men and women got to raise their children according to the order of God. It's not, I'm telling you right now, it's going to get worse. And if you doubt me, look at your own life. When you're not being guided, when I say you, I mean me or anybody. When we're not guided by what is right, look what happens to us, our families and things like that. And it goes on and on and on. It's a spiritual battle between good and evil. The Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spirits and principalities and wickedness in high places. And this earth is Satan's. It's an evil world out there. Society is, is uh, controlled by Satan. And we got to fight him with good. That's the only way we're going to win this. It's, this thing is bad and we see it as bad. But unless we change, this, the next situation will make this look like a, a holiday. Yes, Tay. I believe what you're saying about, you know, putting God back in school. But my question is, even if you put God back in school, which they should, if you don't have it in the household, what, how is that helping? Yeah, my thing is not to put him back in the school. My thing is to put him back in the homes. But because if, if you no put God him back in the homes, oh, you, you mean put God back in the homes? Yes. Okay. okay. Meaning that when you bring that order of God back, of God in Christ, Christ in man, right. man over woman, women over children. Right. And so the woman over the children, when you bring that order back, the parents are not going to just send their kids out into the world like that. They're not, so whatever the public school is doing, your child won't be affected by it because the love of what is right won't allow you to let that, you know, send them out there into the world like that. Okay, true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so the public school doesn't ever have to put God back into it. But we can put him back into the homes, and then the decision-making will be, a, will be made differently than what it is now. That's right, okay. That's what I'm saying. We have lost the public schools. So let Satan have the public school and all of the Satan folks. All right? Yes, Pat. You know, uh, earlier Martin mentioned that uh, blaming the, uh, the parents, first of all, and they opened him up to satanic influence. It sounded, maybe some people thought it sounded funny, but I think he was right on. And there was a diabolical part to this that's not just anger and somebody going out, and the devil made me do it because I was angry. But even the timing of this event was diabolically put in play because the government for a long time has been trying to put gun control in. The U.N. right now has been pushing for that. Um, and so right now there's this small arms treaty on the table that they're trying to push. And I think it's very interesting the kind of that 
right when that is going on and they're trying to move stuff, but they haven't been able to completely move it, all of a sudden you have kindergarten-age kids wiped out. And that will take the average person and move them finally to push yeah. them into the direction where they will just demand gun control. It's weird. I thought about this thing, the, the same thing. I'm thinking, wow, it's something else how evil, this type of evil happened right at the right moment so that these other things to take place, which would just lock us down even more so. It's like, but good would work that way too if we were to trust and follow good. Good is as timely in what it does as evil is in what it does. And it's, it's, that's why we have to be careful as to who we serve. So you're absolutely right about that. I, I just think when I listen to the reports on different news shows and things like that, I think it's so interesting that you don't really hear majority of the people talking about it the way we are today. They're not saying exactly what it is. They'll say, oh, it's evil. But that's about it. Okay, we need more laws. We need more of this. We need more of that. And that's insane to me. You can't stop evil with another law. You can't stop evil with, okay, here's what I want you to do. I could be wrong. Maybe you can stop evil with another law. <laughs> this week, when you screw up, you do something that's wrong, just create a law for yourself and see how much that will work. <laughs> and I want to say, I'm going to stop you. I'm going to pass another law right now. You know, it doesn't, it's not physical, it's spiritual. And when you destroy that family, there's nothing it's it's open door for Satan. It's an open door for evil. Yes. Evil itself creates the need for the new situation. So yes. they they've created the situation. They put and people are right. They people are using these drugs now instead of going to God. They're numbing themselves and, and causing these situations. Government is creating more gun control, which is causing more chaos. They take God more out of the school. So they're building up a situation that then something happens that they've basically helped put into place so that they can have the excuse of taking more of your freedom away from you. And one thing I realize is that evil, by way of the government, by way of the drug stores and drug people, evil is doing what it does. It is doing what it is supposed to do. And that is to destroy to a point of death. So if you can see that, well, you know what? This is evil. Evil is doing its job. What am I going to do about it? You know, how am I going to live? You know, what, what changes am I going to make so that I can fight this evil? And not just only in our personal life, but in the world around us too. But it's doing what it is supposed to do. To lie, kill, I mean steal, and kill. And it would do that in our personal life as it is in this big way. And right now, I don't see enough people out there, men and women, in their own personal lives who are examining themselves so that they can see how to deal with this stuff. I just don't see it. Now, I know that, as uh, Kent mentioned, I know there are some people out there trying to fight this thing, trying to fight it. You can't... The one thing I'm trying, uh, with trying to fight evil, and I've learned this in my own life, you really can't fight evil until you can get your own life right. Because you can go, the reason that we're losing the battle is because not all, not all, not all, but most of the people who are fighting against evil, their own personal lives are not in order. 
You know, they may know the Bible. I had a guy who came on my radio show and uh, uh, was talking about how he voted and all that kind of stuff. He was a Christian and he was, you know, just quoting the scriptures like 90 going north. But he had no real connection with the scriptures at all. You know, it was just his mind caused him to excuse doing wrong, going against what is right. So you have those type of people who are fighting against evil, and you're not going to win that way. You're not going to win that way. That makes sense? And I'm saying this because I really, 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 my heart breaks, want us as human beings to turn back to God completely. But be honest about where we are right now in life and really let go so he can change our lives for the good. You know, it's not, I don't want you to trip out about it. I don't want you to worry about it. But this is a serious, if you can hear some of the people, situation around the country that I deal with, counsel with, it's all the lack of God in their lives. Every little bit I order of a thing is the lack of not having God guide you. And the ego is driving you. The, uh, I think you mentioned about the ego or something like that. It is, or anger. It's more than just anger. It is a spiritual wickedness that is guiding us. It's really more than, because we can say, oh, you resent, you're full of anger. And that's true. But it's not understood that this anger is evil. It's not just a cute little ego thing flocking, you know, right around like that. It's wickedness operating through that anger or by way of that anger. And the world don't understand that right now. We used to know this. That's why somebody asked, has this ever happened before, like when we were growing up, right? I never heard of anything like this. Never heard of anything like this. And so in closing, folks, I highly recommend that you seek first the kingdom of God in his right way. And don't, and when you discuss the issues of men and women, don't do it with the intent to hurt one another, but do it with the intent to wake up one another so men and women can come together in the right way, so the family can come back together. It's not a competition between men and women. It's a competition between good and evil. That's what it is. And so we have to be, we have to first have this love within ourselves. So when we have these discussions, we can be honest in love and not in anger or in hate. And then we can bring this back. We still have a little bit more of a chance. And get off the drugs. If you're taking antidepressant medication, that's what it's called, right? <clears throat> You don't have an antidepressant problem. You have a spiritual problem. You're feeling that way because you're separated from God, and you're separated from God because you are judging yourself and other people, and no medication is going to solve that. So instead of calling it, I used to have a friend who, whenever he would be depressed, he would call it, oh, I'm depressed, and blah, 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 right? I said, stop calling it depression. You have a spiritual issue, and they stop doing it, and their lives start to change. When you, are de- when you feel like what the world called depression, that's a separation from God with Satan to be your father. And because you're judgmental, you're angry, you're playing God. See it for what it is so that you can overcome it. All right? 
It's a spiritual battle, and I'm warning you. And it's not like God came down and gave me some light and said, you know what, go tell them that. At least I don't know that he told me that. But just look, look around you. Look how things are getting. Look how each time it gets worse. It's going to get worse before it gets better unless we make the change as men and women of God. Thank you for tuning in, folks. I appreciate it. And thank you for coming. For more information, to purchase a copy of this program, or to make a donation, visit us on the web at bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-2663. That's 1-800-411-BOND. You're already home.